Welcome to the 27th episode of Beware of Spoilers. I'm Adam. Uh, just a little preface if you hear any fire trucks or any emergency vehicles, just because I've been doing this in the car after I see the movies, that way it's more fresh, um, rather than doing it, you know, as I'm, you know, like, a, when I get home and, you know, things like that. Um, and there's something going on in the parking lot, um, requires emergency vehicles. So if you hear that in the background, that would be why. Also, possible rain today. Um, so, uh, today it is, uh, the Equalizer 2 on our Monday episode. Um, came out Friday. I'm not entirely sure how I feel about this movie because there are, like, three things going on at once that really don't come together into one thing at any real point. There is, um... Uh, the, the first thing that really happens with this is the story that the trailer advertises, which is the espionage story of um, Denzel Washington's Robert uh, coming out of retirement and dealing with all kinds of uh, um, international conspiracies with uh, some organization that's killing people who killed his friend. So that's what brings him out of retirement and goes that makes him go after him. Um, the second one is a um a story about him helping this kid that he um that lives where he lives now uh stay out of you know gangs and try to keep him away from gang violence and things like that which on its own would be another good movie to explore that kind of a relationship between an ex-marine uh keeping this kid safe kind of like uh, i'm thinking um something kind of like uh, grand torino um kind of thing but, uh, it doesn't really, you know, evolve too far. Uh, then the third one is very, is a brief running theme through the movie, but it's touched upon multiple times. It is, um, this guy, uh, this, this old Holocaust survivor who is living in a home, um, who, uh, Denzel Washington drives for, is looking for this painting of his sister, um, because he hasn't seen his sister since they both got taken by the Nazis. Um, which is a really heartbreaking story, and then it's resolved at the end. Now, all three of these stories are kind of meshed together in what I can only define as a two-hour-long lift ad. Um, because basically all of this happens with the context of him being a lift driver after retiring. And the movie makes it seem like you can be a Lyft driver in Boston and that's a sustainable income for yourself to have your own place and, you know, live and take various trips all over the place on your own dime. Um, but, yeah, uh, if if the movie focused on any one of these things, that would be fine. Oh, and another thing is they consistently show him going around and helping people. And, like, uh, going around and uh, trying to, uh, you know, like, help the, the everyman. He's doing, you know, random acts of kindness to try and, for, for lack of a better word, uh, reduce some of the red in the ledger. If I'm going to go with that disgusting quote from the Avengers. It, it's kind of like him trying to balance the scales a little bit. Where it's like he was uh, he was an assassin for years and he he was a government assassin. So he uh, he's trying to balance it out a little bit better. Um, by helping out like uh, this girl he picked up in his car. Um, 
he brings her to the hospital and then beats the crap out of the guys who put her in the hospital um, because they drugged her up or something. They're not really clear about what happened to the girl. It's just kind of like it's implied they, you know, they treated her very poorly. Something illegal happened. Then he goes up and he beats the fuck out of him. Um, then there is uh, when he he uh, he helps out the this little girl who got kidnapped and brought to Turkey. That's what you see in the beginning of the trailer and also in the beginning of the movie. Um, and then he goes and he starts... In, um, and then the story, what I can only approximate as the plot of the movie, because it's so all over the place with what it's, tra- with what it's going on, um, there's no clear indica- indicator of what the plot is. Um, what what the main A plot is. It's like... Obviously, the stuff with the Holocaust survivor isn't the A plot of the movie, but there's there's so many things going on uh, that you don't know which is the A plot of the movie, and it kind of comes together toward the end, where it turns out that a government agent got disavowed by the government and had his own firm that he was working with that uh, that they would they used to do with assassinate people, I guess. And, um, they, uh, they did that, and then, um, they killed someone, it got investigated because he had ties to the government, his friend, the government agent, gets killed as a result because she was investigating it, there's an attempted murder on him, he goes and, um, asks the guy what's going on, um, because somehow he figures out on his own that the guy is with... Well, I mean, I guess it's just an implied thing with, like, the day after he tells him that the, uh, that he has evidence that she didn't get shot, that the guy who gets assassinated early on in the movie was shot by a third party, he didn't just kill his wife and then himself, um, after he tells the, uh, the government guy played by Pedro Pascal that, uh, the day after he gets almost killed, then he goes to, uh, he goes to his house, and it basically, from the point like, the movie is very slow-moving, and it's not in a good way slow-moving, where it's, like, you don't need to have constant action the entire time for a movie like this. I get that. But something happening, anything happening um, through the movie would be nice. That way you're not just sitting there looking at your watch, waiting for the movie to continue. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, you can skip this. This is definitely a movie you can skip seeing in theater. It's not great. It's not, I wouldn't even say passable, because I felt like I, I used my AMCA list again, which I'm just going to clarify now, they don't sponsor me at all, I'm just, you know, saying that that's why I'm able to go to see more movies now instead of AMCA list, um, and which also indicates that I didn't pay out of pocket to see this movie. I went into the movie using a um, an outside service, so that way I can get in, you know, I already paid, and... You you get the point. Where it's like I didn't pay to see this movie, and I still feel like I was shortchanged. Um, I I feel like I didn't get what I went in expecting. Which I I always hold movies to the regard of what they are. If I inevitably do a Mamma Mia, here I go again. I'm not gonna review it like AV Club did and do a uh, a scathing review, uh, acting like it's an Oscar contender. It's not. It's a it's a it's a musical. It's it, I'm not saying musicals are bad. It's a um, it's a mu. It's like it's it's not meant to be good. It's just meant to be fun. It's like 
when I saw Fade of the Furious last year, I didn't go out of the movie going like, well, where was the in-depth character analysis? And it's like, well, you don't really need that. Like, it, it's like, I came for the car chases. I got the car chases and the over-the-top action. And I felt like I got what I, what I expected out of the movie. That wasn't the case here where I don't feel like I got what I expected out of this movie, um, which was any semblance of interesting action until I'm going to give them this. The third act was very cool. Um, um, but there, uh, it, it, it wasn't enough to offset the entire movie prior to that point. Like, uh, Rogue One had the, the Vader sequence at the end, which was so cool that it made you forget about the first two hours of that movie being terrible. Um, but the, uh, like, this, this doesn't have that. This, this third act doesn't offset the first, it's not worth sitting through the first, however long a movie is, because I was in there so long, and the movie was so boring and drawn out, um, and I was just waiting for the action to happen, that it felt like time kind of dilated in that theater, and I'm not entirely sure how long I was in there. All I know is I left, and it was 3.30, I got in there at, um, what's it, I got in there at noon, at 12.30, left at 3.30, so, probably around two and a half hours this movie um maybe two maybe i'm free maybe I, I i don't know maybe maybe i'm underestimating maybe but there's no reason for the movie to be this long and there's very little the ending could have done to offset the first two hours being so shitty um but yeah uh, so maybe skip it. Maybe if you can get it for like free on demand or something, when it when it inevitably goes on HBO, maybe watch it just to get you know like, get your fill. And the other thing is, I I've never seen the first Equalizer. I'm gonna just put that out there because I I I feel like in the modern age, um, you don't need to have seen a previous movie to uh, to be able to enjoy the current one. Um, take a look at. The, um, what's it called? Uh, The Avengers. Um, uh, I didn't come out that, that long ago. Um, take a look at The Avengers Infinity War. That movie did over $2 billion at the box office. Now, the closest to it was another previous Avengers movie. So there were plenty of people who went into that not knowing who the Guardians of the Galaxy were, or who Doctor Strange was, or who Black Panther was, or anything like that. So, it, you... They, you, you got to write sequels, I think, in this age, um, more like in the, the, the vein of how Stan Lee always said to write comics. Every comic is someone's first. I think that was Stan Lee. Maybe I'm mis, maybe I'm misattributing that quote. Wouldn't be the first thing misattributed to Stan Lee, but, um, it, like, every, Entry is going to be someone's first. It's going to be their first time seeing it. Because not everyone's going to be expected to come in and see the previous movie. That's why Star Wars has stopped branding the movies. Episode 1, Episode 2, Episode 3. If you buy the Steelbooks, it all is just the Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones. Because they don't want anyone to feel like they need to watch the previous. They don't want to feel like there's homework going into the movie that you're seeing. And with The Equalizer 2, you... You can basically go into the movie without having seen the first one. I don't know if seeing the first one would make this one make any more or less sense. Because I think the problems with this movie aren't with the plot itself being dependent on the first one too much. I think the problems with this movie are deeply rooted in the fact that um, 
it's pacing is off and the plot of the movie is too all over the place. And it, 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 it really speaks to, it feels like there was some disconnect and they were told we got Denzel for a movie and it's like, all right, let's throw every idea we can into this one movie. And quite honestly, I would watch a Denzel Washington movie about him being an ex-Marine or an ex-government assassin who's trying to uh, keep some kid from making the wrong choices. Um, that would be an interesting movie to watch. I'd watch a movie about Denzel Washington being an ex-government assassin, being pulled out of retirement, Logan-style, for one last mission because it, it, it impacted him personally. Again, would have been a good movie. Or I would have watched a movie about, a, uh, about him... Um, just going around as an ex-government agent, trying to right his wrongs, because in his previous line of work, you're not always morally 100% right. If he was going around trying to correct that by helping random people, that would have been an interesting movie too. Or, alternatively, I would have watched a, uh, a Slice of Life documentary produced by Lyft about various people going about their day and why they're using Lyft. Um, so they went to taxi cab confessions. Um, but, None of these four possible things develop enough to be what the movie's about. Um, and that's that's where this movie fundamentally has its problem. If it was one of these, it'd be fine. I, I like if it was the if it was the first one with him helping the kid, I could see this movie getting Oscar nominations. But because the chemistry between him and the kid is very good, um, I'm not gonna say the movie's bad, poorly acted or anything. But like the there's just Fun, like you can, you can't have a good movie if the plot itself isn't worked out, and that's what this movie's problem is. The plot isn't planned out, for lack of a better word. So, um, so yeah, so skip this in theaters. I don't know. Maybe if you're if you're looking for something to see this weekend, maybe go see something that's already out for a while. Uh, I feel like Jurassic World's gonna have no problem getting into a screening. Um, don't see, uh, don't see Solo if you still have a theater showing that. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp is pretty good, so maybe go see that instead. But, I'm not here to advertise those movies, I'm here to talk about. This one, just skip this one. You're not gonna hurt anyone, uh, by skipping this one. Um, so yeah, so let's, uh, end off there. Uh, the next movie I have on my itinerary for Wednesday is going to be The Incredibles 2, I believe. Let me take a look. Um, cause that's the... I said this before with AMCA list, you can reserve your movies in advance, so I have, I basically have my week planned out, um, with this. I was going to go Monday and see Skyscraper, but I have to be up at 6.15 for something, and I figured that wasn't a good idea, because that would probably kill me. Yeah, Incredibles 2 for Wednesday's show, Mission Impossible Fallout for Friday's show, um, which again, subject to change, but The Incredibles 2 is probably not going to change, um. So yeah, so uh, we'll be back Wednesday with The Incredibles 2.